are my friends the ultimate od podcast amazing episode for you today we're talking about staff specifically your staff on the phones got some fun stats for you you'll be surprised what you're missing we'll have a little bit of office talk now is the time to be aggressive closing thought of the episode this is the ultimate od podcast here we go Welcome to Optometry, the ultimate OD podcast, building better doctors one episode at a time. Here's your host, optometrist and practice owner, Dr. Nick Lilly. All right, my friends, thank you for all the emails, messages. Uh, I love hearing from you. It keeps me motivated. It's how we become better. I also love to hear what you want to know in regards to our offices. It's one thing for me to go through my journey, uh, see what I'm struggling with or what I'm trying to make happen in my office, but I like to hear what you guys are going through. The beauty in that is I've probably already went through some of the stuff you've been going through, you going through the stuff I go through, we collaborate, we all get better, that's how we become better doctors. I have a text thread that I have with my other, uh, well, three of my other optometrist friends that I graduated from, from ICO, love it, absolutely love it. Um, we all go through similar things, handle it differently, but just getting their perspective makes me a better doctor. Uh, you guys need to have some other doctors that you talk to. I was not that guy when I first started. I was very insulated, just kept all my thoughts to myself and I'm, I was worse for it. So just make sure that you're collaborating with other doctors. Don't be afraid to share what you do because no one's going to copy it the same way you do it. Authenticity is huge. And that's what makes us uh, makes us unique, why people come to see us, okay? So today, we're going to talk about staff. Yes, staff. If you talk to anyone right now in the optometry industry, we are all struggling to fill our positions, okay? The people that we have are like gold. We have got to take care of them, make sure that they're happy, make sure they're not overworked, but we also have to see the patient's that need our services. It's a fine line to schedule for what the doctor can handle and schedule for what the staff can handle, okay? So, biggest thing about that is the staff is gonna help shape your experience. The doctor is the doctor. You're gonna provide uh, patient care, but the staff is gonna see them before they see the doctor and after they see the doctor. If you do not have a good staff, you're going to lose patients, period, hard stop. That's frustrating when you can't find, quote unquote, the perfect staff, the people that you want to hire. So I'd rather be a little short staffed, down schedule, than hire the wrong people. Why do I say that? Well, here's some statistics I got from you from an article I was reading. Uh, 65% of patients cut ties with healthcare providers over a single poor customer experience. One chance you're out. Remember that for the most part, we're viewed as commodities. Now we're going to talk about that in a future episode of why uh, or how we can be viewed as something other than a commodity, not just glasses and contacts. And you all know why, but 65% will give you one chance. An average patient shares a poor customer service experience with at least 15 people. We spend countless amount of dollars, time, energy, trying to get new patients into our office, trying to put out the message of what we do, uh, why we're better than the guy down the street, 
And one bad experience goes to 15 people. You know, you have a good experience or if people you're marketing, how far that goes, not nearly as far as that one person that will tell other people. All right. Word of mouth is your biggest driver of patience. And if you have a bad experience, you're not going to get good word of mouth. All right. 62% of patients say that a front desk executive's knowledge was critical to their patient experience. All right. So what the front desk is doing, saying, conveying to the patient is shaping their experience. You can be the most knowledgeable doctor, know everything, tell them what they need to do. And if your staff is screwing it up for you, that's what's going to happen to their experience. Downhill, going to be screwed up. They're not going to be happy. Got to get beyond that. How do we do that? Well, before I do that, one last statistic that I thought was eye-opening. For 72% of patients, having to repeat their problems to multiple front desk executives, front desk workers, is a critical marker of lousy customer service. All right? Think about that. Those things, you know, a bad experience, telling everyone, the front desk not knowing what they're doing, or having to talk to multiple different people is frustrating your patients. You've been there. Put yourself on the other end. If you've made an appointment at your doctor's office, if you've made an appointment for your kids, if you've made an appointment at your dentist, these things shape our experience. Why wouldn't they shape your or your patients, right? I am always thinking about what's happening when I go to another office and how much I generally hate that experience. I think you do it poorly. They're not very friendly and... I try to be the exact opposite in my office, okay? So what are you looking for in a good person, a good staff member? And I'm going to talk specifically on the phones, all right? Not just good staff members. I'm talking about the staff members you are putting on the phones. Why the phones, you say? Everything's text or digital. They still call you. They still call you. Or your staff is calling them, right? It goes both ways. Who is operating your phones? One of the worst things you can do is put the new person on the phones and not give them guidance, all right? When we put a new person on the phone, we have a trained staff member that is right by their side for every phone call they answer. We have a typed out script for how to answer certain questions. We try to do everything we can to avoid that bad customer experience, that bad information getting conveyed to the patient, okay? So... Make sure they have a friendly voice and they're good with conversation. Are you looking for that when you're interviewing, right? A lot of these Zoom interviews or if you're doing it over the phone can tell you a lot initially, right? How Zoom is a little harder, uh, but when you're talking about the phone, are they good on the phone? That's what my first screening call is a brief like 15 minute interview over the phone. If they are bad on the phone, we aren't interviewing them, period, okay? So once you get them on the phone, you bring them in, you have the interview, how are they in conversation? Don't just ask them and pepper them with questions. Have them talk to uh, your staff members. Have them kind of look and see, can they carry on a conversation? Can they make small talk, right? This matters. Also remember that in addition to being able to carry on conversation, to be friendly, it's really hard to be helpful. It's hard to be uh, giving great customer service if you don't know what you're doing. All right, you have got to get them trained up. You have got to give them resources so they're answering the questions that they need. If people are worried on the phone, they'll fill in the void and you don't know what they're filling it with, right? They might just be making up something to get out of an awkward call or to end the conversation. 
your job or what you're trying to do as a doctor is if people have problems to get them in and solve it. Well, if you don't train your staff member accordingly, they're on the phone, they're hearing a problem. Let's just end this call and not have to deal with it. Is that the mentality that's going to help you grow your practice? Absolutely not. But that's what a lot of staff members will do. They'd just rather not deal with it. Are you putting the right people on the phone? Okay. Also remember that when you put people on the phone, you have to prepare them for dealing with the patient or the people on the other end. Patients in person tend to be a little less direct, a little less aggressive. But when they're on the phone, they'll be mean. They'll be rude. They'll say things that they would never say to your face. But that's how this, that's how things work, right? If you have a really sensitive pay or staff member and you put them in that situation, you may break them just because they can't handle the person being mean on the other line. Make sure they have the personality they can handle that experience. Okay, next thing I want to point out is I always say that their staff members on the phones are the tip of the spear. They're the first impression that the patient's going to get of your office. Think about how much money and energy you spend to get someone to call your office, right? It's a lot. And sometimes you only get one chance, especially if you're new and just starting up, they may give you a call and see, or, you know, they're trying to get information. If you don't give them the right information, they're not even going to give you another chance or they're not even going to come in to give you a chance, right? Price shoppers are the worst. You know, how much is an exam? Uh, How much are glasses? It's a very, how much is a car is what I would say, right? How much is a car? I don't know. What do you want on your car? You buying a Volkswagen, you buying a Lexus. Okay, you have to get them. Well, tell me more. What is the, you know, are you in a progressive? Are you in a multifocal? Do you have insurance? Cue your staff to answer the question they're asking, but answer it with the right information. If you just broadly give out an answer without getting all the information, you might be turning away. How much how much is an exam? Oh, retail is two hundred dollars. Oh, man, I'm not going there. They had vision insurance. Their copay was ten dollars. Are they going to give you a shot if you don't know that? Ask the question. You have to train them for that. Also, this is the time when people call when the expectations of the exam are set. What did I say? 72% of people hate having to convey the same thing to multiple people. All right. Hey, why why do you want to come in to see Dr. Lilly? Well, I'm having trouble with my glasses. I can't read up close. Put that in the notes. Make sure I get that. When we come in, we greet them, we go, hey, it looks like you were having trouble with your glasses, you're not seeing them close, is there anything else you want to discuss? So again, we prep the engine, ask them, is there anything you want to discuss? They think about it then. They may forget, maybe a week or two till they come in. They come in though, we re-bring that up. Oh yeah, that is what I was having trouble with, but I'm also having this. And then make sure you convey that to the doctor. So when I come into the exam room, hey, uh, I hear you're having trouble with X, Y, or Z. But this starts on the phone. Right. Also, are you reminding them, hey, make sure you bring in your current med list, bring in your old contact lens boxes. They come in and you're like, okay, uh, do you know what you're wearing for contacts? Oh, no, no one, no one told me. I thought you'd know. For some reason, patients think you know, even if they've never been to that office, that you can just look at a lens or magically know what, what they're wearing or what powers they are. No, but you have to prep them. It's a better experience for the patient because you know what they're comfortable with and you don't have to work as hard because you know what they're wearing the powers and the brand, okay? You can change it up or switch, but set the expectation, bring these things in. I always have my patients, uh, my staff members ask if uh, 
you know, to bring some protection in. Why do I do that? Well, not because I'm necessarily going to bring uh, dilate their eyes or anything like that, but I want them thinking about sun protection. Actually, we don't have sunglasses. Oh, really? Dr. Lilly thinks it's really important that you have sun protection. Or, oh yeah, bring them in. Whoa, I look at those. These are very old. Do you, do you want to update your sunglasses? Again, there's a business side to this, right? Let's get them to know what we expect of them and what they expect of us. That'll make it easier for both ends, okay? Also, when a patient has a problem and they're calling in, be thankful they care enough to give you a second chance. Half the time, I get patients in my chair and they'll be like, yeah, I'm at this office. I went to the other office and I kind of told them that this is a problem I'm having. They told me I just had to adapt to it, all right? With my office, my staff members know if they call and they need to adapt to it, which they do, all right, all this sounds normal. I want you to keep wearing it for another week. We will call you in a week to see how you're doing. All right. We make sure we follow up, take that extra step. If they've adapted and they're good, perfect. If they're having trouble, come in, see me. I'll fix it for them. Okay. But those are things that a good staff member will do. They not only have to take the initiative to you know ask or find out if they're a problem, but they have to follow up. If you have staff members that are lazy, they don't want to do the work, don't put them on phones. They're going to ruin your experience. They're going to make it so you can't do what you do and help the patient. Okay? Now, I kind of mentioned this as we've been going through, but you have got to educate your staff. Okay? What do you want to educate them? Well, what's important to you? What do you believe in? What are you doing at your office? So, if you don't know this, if you can't answer the question, what do you do at your office? This is a you problem. You need to stop right now, stop this podcast, get a sheet of paper, and write down what you do at your office. Then restart and listen to the rest of this. All right. I wrote down everything that my staff does. I have the FAQs. So there are questions that people get. You know, where are you located? How much is an exam? You know, how to coach them up if they're having trouble to progressive. You pick it. We we put it on the FAQs. So they need to know that. They need to know what a comprehensive exam encompasses, all right? If people are calling and say, hey, I need a screening for glaucoma. Okay, are you looking at glasses? Do you have glaucoma? Nope. Oh, great. Dr. Lilly, every comprehensive exam, he'll look at X, Y, and Z. He checks your optic nerve, make sure there's no signs of glaucoma. He'll check your eye pressure, and then we'll go from there. If he sees something, we can go a little further and do further testing, Okay. But they need to know, and that'll help them schedule accordingly, keep your office flowing as well. All right? Also, put down all the things that set you apart. Do you do sclerals? Do you do disease management? Do you do vision therapy? Do you do myopia management? Are you a dry eye practice? What are you doing? Okay? You need to write down everything that you do and make sure your staff knows one to three sentences about that thing. All right? If they call and ask about the crazy, uh, you know, contacts that you wear at night, oh yeah, for uh, myopia management, Dr. Lilly fits those all the time. We absolutely can help you out with that. Otherwise, if they're like, no, I don't, we've never heard of that. Oh, those aren't the office I want to go to. I want to go to someone that knows about this orthokeratology, even though they won't say the ortho-K to you, right? Make sure that they can convey what you do do and convey it well. So when you're writing down those sentences, like you're talking to a lay person, make it understandable for them. If the staff does not know what you're doing, they can't get excited about it either. 
All right. This is great for them understanding why you're putting so much money into this new piece of equipment, why you're pushing X, Y, or Z treatment for your patients to get better or to preserve their eye health, right? Write this down and then you'll be surprised the conversation that you can have with your staff about why you do this for dry eye, why you do this for scleral lenses. This makes your office a better office. When we started Sclerals, the best thing that uh, I did was train every single staff member on how to do an INR, how to talk about them, the solutions they're using, because when patients came in from other offices, they're like, no, I could only talk to one doctor and no one else knew what was going on. Well, everyone here knows what's going on and that's what sets us apart. Same thing for dry eye or ocular disease. What is your focus? Make sure your staff knows, okay? Make sure that they are crafty in how they handle price shoppers. I always say that because those are the people that you can get into your office that once they get the better experience, they're not going to go back to America's best. They're not going to go back to the corporate entity. And if they would prefer the corporate entity over you, they're not the patient you're searching for, right? If they don't value what you do, what your office brings to the table, you don't want those patients. So you're trying to tease that out. You know, what's the cheapest frame that you have? Well, our frames start at $80, but we can go all the way up to this. Depending on your insurance, we can find a fit for you, or depending on your price range, we have different styles for all price ranges. Well, I just want the cheapest one. Oh, all right, well, this is where we start, but you know that's, that's not kind of how we operate. We don't deal in inexpensive lenses. We want you to see the best you possibly can, right? So weed those out. Your staff can do that for you. And you don't want to weed out the people that are looking for the services you provide. Right? Another thing is insurances that you take. The worst thing your staff can do is say, no, we don't take that. The best thing you can do if they're not sure, you know what? That sounds familiar. Let me get your name, your information, your insurance information. I'm going to look that up to know for sure. I can look up all your specific benefits. I'll give you a call back and let you know. Now make sure that happens within 12 hours. So if it's, they call you at noon, you'll tell them by the end, well, maybe hopefully by the end of the day, if not first thing the next day, follow through with what you say. That also sets an example. They call five other offices. You're the only person that called them back. They're going to come see you. So make sure you can get their information, give them the answers they want, and then follow through with that. That following through is where we lose a lot of, a lot of offices. They don't follow through. Last thing I will leave you with that your staff should know when they're on the phones is do they know the bio of the doctor? I've had a lot of people over the years that are trying to screen the doctor. You know, does Dr. Lily handle this? What's Dr.'s Lily, Dr. Lily's experience with that? Oh, well, Dr. Lily trained in Las Vegas in ocular disease. He's done a residency here. Uh, he has extensive training in dry eye and sclerals. You name it. Your staff needs to be able to build you up and say that we do this all the time or he has experience in this or he's taking advanced training for X, Y, or Z. I don't care what it is, but they be, better be able to sell you, right? If they can't sell you, that patient's not going to come and see you, right? Make sure they don't overpromise, like, oh yeah, Dr. Lily can do cataract surgery. No, but I can do the screening, make sure you're a good candidate and then help treat your ocular surface so you get the best possible uh outcome for your surgery. Absolutely. I can do that. Again, how are they conveying the message to the patient? So don't make the mistake and put your weakest person on the phones, train everyone to be able to answer the phones and put your best staff 
at the tip of the spear. Make your office better. We'll have more for you next week. All right, my friends, time for a little bit of office talk. All right, so one of my friends brought this up to me, and it's a Warren Buffett quote, and it's very applicable for what we're doing right now. And that is, be greedy when others are fearful and fearful when others are greedy. There's a lot of fear out there right now, okay? A lot of stinking fear. People are worried about the economy. They're worried about jobs. How are you positioning your office to take a bigger share of the market right now and be thriving when we come out of it? What you do right now is going to set you up for the next two years down the road when we get out of this craziness and we're ready to hit the ground running. Are you putting yourself in a position to go downhill and sprint at the end or are you just staying at the bottom of the hill waiting to run up it? All right. Two different mentalities. I'm not selling you to be frivolous, to take out a bunch of loans, to do things that would compromise your business, but I am telling you to add a niche or two or to upgrade the services you're providing, okay? I listened to a Dry Eye podcast lately, uh, awesome. When I started listening, I started at the beginning, they started right before the pandemic happened, so like 2020 in January, all right? And then the pandemic hit. And they kind of were still doing the podcast, talking about things they're doing, you know, navigating the ins and outs. But two years later, as I'm listening to the episodes they're doing now, they started a dry eye clinic and then they added uh, in the course of two years an IPL. They have a booming practice. People are coming in and getting all these procedures. And they did this in the middle of the pandemic, right? I know that my mentality, I added a ton of stuff during that. I added sclerals, uh, myopia management. We dealt with um, online ordering. We updated our website, online scheduling. We really advanced our office during that time, and I'm I'm better for it. We're still growing. Uh, Scleros are awesome, um, and I'm still right now. There's a few pieces of equipment that I really want to go after, uh, and I'm trying to do the math, see if it makes sense. But I'm positioning myself right now to find a better, a bigger space to add some services to my office to set myself apart, all right? This is the time for you guys to be aggressive, okay? Do not be worried. We have a great profession, okay? People need eye care. When the world shut down, people were still knocking down my door because they need glasses to see. They need contacts to function. But you know what else they needed? Ocular disease treatments, right? Glaucoma. If they have cataracts, if they have diabetes, right? If they have their dry eye, it needs to be managed. If you have scleral lenses, not many people can help them out, right? You are needed. I love that it was exposed to me. Now, I don't take it for granted. I give everything I possibly got to these patients, but you have got to take care of your business, okay? Put yourself in a position right now to eat up some market share, to be better. Maybe you're thinking about starting an office and the next few months, you may see real estate go down a little bit. That's the time to buy. You may see it as an opportunity where the other offices around you are cutting back on their marketing budget. You know what? Now is the time to put your marketing out there. Get your word out there. They're pulling back. You need to move forward. 
It might not help you in the next one to three months, but in nine months when those other people are hitting their year, they've seen you, they've heard you, they're going to come talk to you. All right? Just keep showing up. Also, look at what the lay of the land is. Okay? There's smart glasses are coming out. Bose has them. Apple, Google, they have smart glasses. All right? Are you going to be able to talk about that? Are you going to provide them? All right? There's online refractions coming. FDA just approved that. Are you a commodity? Seriously, are you just glasses and contacts? Are they looking at you and basing all their decisions based on price? Or do you offer something different? Do you offer value? Do they see you as an expert? If they don't, why not? Have you been talking to everyone in your community, your other teacher, the teachers in the area, the uh, other doctors? Are you explaining why an eye exam is so important and what technology you have that others don't, right? You need to not be seen as the same as the guy down the street, the same as that corporate entity. There has to be a difference. This is the time to add that difference. Sclerals, myopia management, vision therapy, dry eye. Find a way to set yourself apart, all right? Market it, market it, market it. Invest, 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 all right? Make sure you like it. Look at previous previous episodes. I, I've talked about that. But you need to find something, and you need to make this grow in the next 18 months. Huge opportunity for us, okay? Tune in. We'll have more for you next week. Where, oh, where has the time gone? We're to the closing thought of the episode. Today, I will leave you with this. Um, A lot of times, people look and they're like, ah, I need some motivation. They'll go on Facebook. I don't know why you go on Facebook. Go on YouTube. Go on Twitter. I don't care where you get your motivation from. Read a book. They're like, I just need to be motivated, right? Okay, good. Motivation gets you so far, and then you need that dopamine rush again, and you need to look. Uh, for another another fix, another hit, right? Discipline trumps motivation every day of the week. Every year, again and again, discipline trumps motivation. You have to like what you do, but sometimes it takes discipline to be on a lack of sleep, to be a little burned out, a little tired, but you have the discipline to show up and do what you do, okay? Now, again, you have to have a work-life balance. You have to be able to, you know, Veg out, relax. That takes discipline too. Sometimes it's harder to take a day off than it is to go into work. All right? I'll tell you that. To take a vacation, you know, twice a year than it is to go into work. I'm not saying you have to be a workaholic, but discipline is what will make you a better doctor, a better spouse, a better friend, you know, parent. Discipline, discipline, discipline. And you can't be disciplined if you don't know what you stand for and you don't know what you value. Okay? So at the end of the day, take a step back. Stop looking for all these motivational things. What matters to you? How do you do it? And make it a permanent fixture in your life. Discipline beats motivation every day of the week. That's what I have for you. Dr. Lily out.
We want to thank you for listening to today's episode and hope that you found a pearl to apply to your practice. We believe as a community, there is much wisdom to be shared. So if you have questions, suggestions, or requests, we want to know. Feel free to reach out to us via social media and leave a comment or email us at theultimateodpodcast at gmail.com so we can make this podcast even better for you. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and we'll catch you again next week.